Hello everyone, welcome to the second Youth Pioneer podcast where we are hopefully going to be talking a little bit about mental health, emotional well-being and keeping yourself well during this time of crisis. Uh, obviously you might recognise my voice, uh, I'm Ollie, uh, I'm Deputy Member of Youth Parliament for Dorset uh, and I will be leading the podcast with my glorious co-host. Hi everyone, I'm the co-host, my name is Naki and I'm the Chair of Ones of Youth Council. As already said, I'll be helping out with the podcast, making sure you guys know what we're doing. Hello you guys, my name is Fu and I'm from Greenwich. I'm the Chair of the Children in Care Council and also a member of Greenwich Young People Council. Hi, I'm Trevona, I'm from Dorset, I was a Dorset Young Inspector, I was also on the Dorset Youth Council and I'm here as Youth Voice Pioneer to put in input from Dorset. Hi, I'm Libby. Um, I used to be leader of Stride District Youth Council and now I'm a youth pioneer. Hi, I'm Maisie and I'm the mental health lead for Wandsworth Youth Council. Hi, I'm Connor and I'm the deputy chair of the Wandsworth Youth Council. Hi, I'm Hannah. I'm the chair for the Children Care Council and the Care Labour Forum in Dorset. Hi, I'm Finlay and I'm a young researcher in Dorset amongst other things. Hi, I'm Stasia. I'm an ex-member of the Parliament for Dorset and now I'm on the Dorset Youth Council. Hi, I'm Larian. I'm a young researcher and the young inspector for Dorset. Hi, I'm Zalia. I'm a young researcher from Sun Research Group. We do actually have two very important guests today. We have got the Director of Children's Services for Dorset, Theresa Levy. Yeah, just so keen to have this conversation with you all. And um, yeah, really looking forward to having this, this chat. So uh, thanks for the invite. And we've also got the head of the educational psychologist for Dorset, uh, Miriam Lee. Hi, everybody. I'm Miriam and I'm really excited to be, well, I'm really honoured to have been invited and excited to be part of this conversation. Well, we are grateful to have you both. Okay, so we've obviously all introduced ourselves. Uh, we're going to play a quick game of social distancing bingo. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how you play social distancing bingo. Uh, so <laughs> I'll pass to Nucky for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think should we do a spoon our hands up? Candy. Okay, all right. So for, for the first thing, um, put your hands up if you've worn only PJs for a day. Wow, that's a lot of people. Okay, cool. <laughs> the next one is, uh, put your hand up if you finished all of your snacks. I'm really hungry right now, for real. I want yeah, some snacks. <laughs> Literally, you know those cupboard stores that you get? It's all out. <laughs> I mean, I just can't go home. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> uh, Ollie, do you want to do the next couple? So this is an obvious one. Who here has cuddled a pet? Hey, Jump I've held my fish tank. I'm a count. <laughs> You've held your fish tank. <laughs> I've held your fish tank. I think that counts. Yeah, bad to have yeah. pets. So, okay, who here has stayed in bed one whole day? If you put your hands up, oh. I rate you. That, that's a solid. I'm looking one. forward to doing that at the end. I have to say, <laughs> <laughs> when this is nice all over, holiday. I'm really, really looking forward to that. Absolutely. <laughs> A nice long holiday. <laughs> yeah. Who here has learned something new? I'm pretty sure Teresa and Miriam have. They've probably never really. Well, used I think. Locals. Yeah, use it. Do the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Using <Do the> Skype. <laughs> learning, learning to use new technologies. Absolutely. It's a wondrous world. 
Who has warned? I've learned what I think I kind of knew, but I've learned how wonderful the Dorset communities are because I can't tell you how how just fantastically impressed I've been by how people are pulling together. So I kind of mm. knew that, but I've just every day been like, wow, wow, who knew? So yeah, that's great. And the last one, who here has worn only yoga pants or sweats for a day? Currently am. Me too, Libby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who is currently wearing yoga pants or sweats? Me. No. Sure, go the way. Oh, short. <laughs> okay, do we have a result on who did best at uh, human bingo? Uh, I can announce. Drum roll, please. Uh, Laren followed closely by Connor, followed closely by Teresa Levy are your winners today, ladies and gents. Congratulations. I will send you some odd stocks from the post. And your prizes are back to stay in for two Ooh, weeks. we're so competitive. <laughs> <laughs> and your prize is self-isolation. Self-isolation. Yeah. Yeah, we, we don't have to go outside. <laughs> I think you've all got too much time on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, okay, when we've devolved so... to making self-isolation jokes, you know, it's time. <laughs> so what we're going to start with is um, we're going to do a mini recap on... Um, basically what we established from our previous podcast. So our COVID-19 special, uh, we obviously spoke a lot about the impact of uh, COVID-19 on young people and uh, workers all across wherever, all young people in retrospect of how they're gonna be dealing with it and how we feel that it's a time where there needs to be this kind of evolution in the way people use certain technologies. So the way certain people are communicating, so through Skype, Zoom, video calls, Slack, um you've got all these outlets to be communicating with people and we felt that it was really important in that it was going to revolutionize the times so uh, i'll actually ask so teresa and miriam you both listened to the first podcast yeah. didn't you what was your takeaway was my takeaway yeah mm. so i think what first of all i was really impressed and i think i sent you a message saying um you know you're talking about the things that other people aren't talking about so if i'm kind of if I'm frustrated by any of the messaging that's coming out from the central government and other places, it's that it's really not talking to young people enough and their concerns. So um, you talking about um, you know, the, the impact of self-isolation on people's emotional well-being and um, how do young people stay close and emotionally attached and deal with sex and the complications that that can produce in times like this? How do we talk about the fact that some relationships may be abusive and, and how do we do that in times like this? So I was really impressed by you handling, you know, hot topics, absolutely, but they're not too hot to handle. So um, I was really glad that you gave that the kind of lead. So want to kind of keep that going. I think you're absolutely right. It's not just about the ways in which we communicate, although that's really important that we can kind of come together in different ways that's more accessible to people. But if we talk about the things that matter, you know, that's, that's, that's got much more meaning, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Naki, as my glorious co-host here last time, how do you yeah. think the podcast kind of had an impact on how, when you were watching it, how did, what made, what did it make you think of? I mean, I guess it was sort of like that important wake up call and the fact that it came from young people, especially that, because we all, we've all been in this business for a while where we've, we're holding conferences, we're talking to other young people, we're talking to decision makers. So like, we're all, and the fact that it means more to us and that we're getting our point across and that it 
as was previously said, we are showing how it's impacting people in a variety of ways. That that is the best thing. Because before, personally, I'll say this now, I thought talking really wouldn't do much because personally, I feel like if it's something tangible that I'm doing with my hands or doing physically, that would be the most beneficial. But just from hearing that podcast and hearing everyone here now, it sort of changed my whole perspective entirely and that talking really does make a bigger difference. Yeah, and I and there were some things that I, you know, in terms of hearing it from young people themselves, hearing your voices, talking about your futures as well and the impact. And, I, you know, I think Therese is right in saying, actually, we're not talking about the future of young people and the impact this is having on the, on your future prospects. And in terms of job market, social relationships, finance, we're talking about adults, but not we're not listening to young people as yet about what this means to them. So that came across to me really strongly. Hannah, how would you say it? Obviously, you've been locked in now for a little bit longer than the kind of time frame of since the last podcast. How are you kind of getting along with it all? We're just about getting on all right so i think i said before as i lived with my seven-year-old grandmother um but tensions have been quite high because she's been very stressed about it in all the kind of news feed it, news and media feeds that you get in her friends maybe giving not the best information has led to her being very worried and obviously i'm very worried about her being very worried and stressed um so we're keeping on keeping on but things are becoming a bit more difficult as the uncertainty is settling in and we realize that we might be stuck with this for another three months at least um yeah it's all just really stressful at the moment the way the government's kind of going about it how they've released so much in since the last podcast about staying inside only for necessary uh, and only going out for necessary means one hour of exercise a day the impact it's going to have on young people is going to be it's it's huge and it's it's very much so a lot of young people in particular seem to have kind of rebelled against it. Yeah. And I guess like, as you were saying, like the government messaging, like the fact that, cause when I go on YouTube, it's now as an advert. When I try and watch videos as an advert, when I'm watching TV, any commercials, any breaks is like that continuous repetitive message of like staying inside. As you said, only minimum hour of exercise. So yeah, that the fact that it is very repetitious, does contribute to how young people are rebelling. I think that's really interesting, Albert and, and Ollie. I think, you know, um, you're right. I guess if, if there's one area that I'm most concerned about, it's young people who will find just being constrained in this way really difficult. You know, you are naturally social human beings and wanting to be out and, and needing to connect with others. And, and Hannah, you described really brilliantly about when two people are living in close quarters in an intensive way, the pressures that that creates. And, and yeah, that's that's absolutely real for people. And we've um, we've really wanted to talk with police colleagues and others about making sure that if they do come across young people who are not finding it easy to stay home, that they manage that in as sensitive a way as possible. I don't want to see young people getting kind of criminalised or anything as a result of this piece. Um, and we need to think about how we can support you in chipping away each day, so that as you chip away each day, you chip away each week. And as you chip away each week, we get into the months where we need to get to. And knowing that, you know, there will be an end of this um, and making the picture for the end of this, but realising that on an everyday basis, 
it's going to be really hard for people to stay home. I think um, that's very true and I think we're all aware that you know this isn't an infinite thing and it will end um, but my um, experience and sort of story I suppose you call it at the moment has been very different. Now I'm a young person who suffers with a mental health issue um, and have been under the care of the mental health team for the last year um, and the uh, last week I was told that all my psychiatrist appointments were cancelled um, and then yet last night I received a letter, um, a very impersonal letter stating that I'd have no um, care effectively unless I went into acute crisis um, for the duration of Covid. Now I also battle with the fact that I have phys a physical health condition that means that I'm in the most vulnerable category and I'm not allowed to leave my house for the next 12 weeks I have to follow government shielding. Now as someone who's suffering from a mental health condition and a young person who's now trapped in my house, it's really really tough and I'm not the only one who's experienced this across the country where actually we're having all our, we, I understand totally that services are under so much pressure but having all my support removed from me and being told unless you go into crisis there is no support is frightening and it's it leaves me in a place where actually it leaves me really quite worried and it makes me sort of question how we got to this stage where I'm going to have no support be it via the phone or anything um, and knowing that I'm not alone in this that there's hundreds of young people across the country who right now are scared. So I think mm. that that's a really big issue that is really being forgotten about. Really not a nice place to be in. Yeah, mm. yeah. And you can hear that in your voice. And, and I think it, you know, it's really brave of you to say what you've just said actually out loud. Because um, you're you know, acknowledging your thoughts and feelings in that way and and it sounds you can hear in your voice that it's your you know the emotion in it um and you it sounds like you're coping actually really well um and i you know i don't think it's that they're actually the services aren't necessarily thinking about it but they are they're struggling to know how to react in in this way just as you know we're all you you're living with that uncertainty as well so I'm kind of thinking to myself, uh, you're doing amazingly well to do what you've just done. Um, and that, that sign of coping means actually you have got some resilience in you, um, which is a really, which shows some strengths. So I'm kind of thinking actually, it's thinking about what, you know, looking for the future as well, thinking about the, this will end, this will end, and there is support there. It's different to what it was. But it's kind of it's trying to reach out to that and find where that is, isn't it? That's and they are struggling. I know that Dorset Cams have just reach have just um, updated their website, and it's got some really useful contacts on on that on the Dorset Cams website for parents, carers, children, young people, and professionals. And they've only just done it today. It might yeah. be a little bit late compared to when you received your letter, but it is it it has they have responded. I guess what I heard you say as well, 
Yeah, but I guess what I heard you say as well, Libby, was how impersonal it was. And I think that we need to learn that really in, in keeping all of these, you know, we were talking earlier about the important things that we've learned. And I've learned that there's yeah. nothing like having a conversation. Um, we can't communicate to each other on emails and letters at these times. We've got to have the conversation. Um, and we, we're, we're really trying to do that with an iron services, but we tend to kind of fall back into, um, you know, just saying things in a kind of hard edged way, which isn't helpful at all. And, I think um, and so, yeah, go on. I think that's what I was really saying is getting a piece of paper that's five lines long. Um, yeah. It's yeah. not even been signed yeah. by anyone. Um, is yeah. just, Doesn't, you know, yeah. that's all I'm worth. Just talk yeah. to me. Yeah, and it makes you feel like you're a human being. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't live in Dorset. You know, I'm, I'm up in Gloucestershire, but it just, I think we need to really look at how we, treat individuals in a system when okay. they're in a system for a reason. Miriam, Absolutely. how do you propose Absolutely. that people look after their mental health? How do you think is, what do you think is good practice to go out looking after your emotional well-being? Well, there's lots of, there are different ones, but it, I think in terms of the emotions, because at the moment it's actually almost accepting that we've got so many different emotions going on and being able to acknowledge those so you know there is confusion anxiety uncertainty all those worries or that there's some anger but in terms of trying to help look after them yourselves it's thinking about what you do in going back into kind of thinking reflecting on when you've been in other difficult situations what is it that gets you through that focusing on what you know what is in your control because there's a lot of stuff at the moment going on that's not in our control and it that just makes it worse those emotions so actually trying to come back to what is in your control and focus on those things that are in your control and acknowledging what those thoughts and feelings are that you've got at the moment just as you've just been doing almost voicing them and there are some really nice sort of mindful activities as well in terms of thinking about just coming back into your body and where you are and just feeling that your space um, and engaging in what you're doing now. Those are the kind of things that I think help people get through and, and thinking about those situations where you've, you've had other difficult times and you've got through it and what is it that's got you through that. Um, and using, like you said, actually, on your last podcast about those social content, finding other ways of being socially available for each other. Because as young people, that's absolutely what you are doing all the time as you're developing. And it's a real key time for you to be doing it. It's, so it's really important that you find those different ways of doing it. Uh, so, Stasia, would you like to just share your opinion about what you've been doing about in terms of your cycling actions? Okay, so um, before we went on to lockdown, I was very, like, hated exercise I was like it's really not something I enjoy doing but recently since they've said like you know you can do your hour of exercise a day I've really enjoyed cycling um I've downloaded an app that kind of shows you like it tracks your route and it shows your speed and it shows like your elevation and like you know it's kind of challenged me to do something a bit more like a bit productive other than school and you know to have something I feel proud of while we're while there's really nothing to do yeah I just think it's really good and also just like to get out for your head because when you're stuck I'm an only child as well so 24 7 in my house it's, it's really good to just get out for an hour or so and just 
yeah do some exercising I think it's yeah really good yeah like just to clear your head for a bit I think it's, it's quite important because if you don't have that kind of outlet you can fall into negative consequences I know Teresa you had something you wanted to add about that yeah thanks Ollie so I just yeah I wanted to respond really to say a couple of things and, and start what you were just saying is so important so have a plan have a routine build in some kind of keeping well things build in a bit of that exercise a bit of kind of nice stuff you know, a bit of variety but keep it in the routine um is, is all the best advice isn't it and then finding some moments in the day to think about something we're grateful for is really well evidenced as a way in which we can um make ourselves feel a bit better we know that there are many people in the world worse off than us and you know really focusing on our own opportunity and our own things even if we're having a tough time ourselves really helps but I also wanted to just give a message out there to other young people too who might be um and you know adults are clearly evidence in this you know a particular overuse of alcohol um and particularly some kind of real concerns about street drugs so I just wanted to kind of you know make sure that people were aware at these times when um we're on lockdown street drugs become uh, less available some people might think that's a great idea and maybe it is but the reality is that what then becomes available via the internet or on the street is often uh, much more dangerous because it's cut with other things and we're hearing some of that so I just want to really really urge caution to people and to reach out if you're finding yourself in need of support so I know what Libby was saying and it is a, it is a concern but there is still helplines open and you can reach out for that help but I just wanted to kind of really you know taking your lead um, we will be sending out some detailed communications about how to access uh, contraception and uh, sexual health support during this time we've done a lot of research based on your podcast last time and I'm hoping then following this one we might be able to send out some clear messages around the management of uh, drugs and alcohol at this time as well it's all about uh, maintaining that although yes you are stuck inside and you may sometimes fall into bad habits there's ways that you kind of you almost need to set up the basis of being able being able to keep yourself entertained keep doing things while inside I know Maisie and Connor you've been using quite a few things because as part of Wandsworth London's on near complete lockdown now yeah so we 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 try to stay in touch we have this app called house party where it's basically like facetime or skype but you can have up to i i don't know how eight many people, people. eight people in in one call and at one time and it's really good to get that face-to-face -face interaction that we don't really get because we're isolated in our own own houses so you get to meet other people as well and just talk to your friends as well and have that face-to-face -face interaction there's some really cool games on house party you can play like pictionary and like um like trivia games with your friends kind of gives you a bit of fun yeah and it gives me a bit of structure because me and my friends we often like have no motivation so on one call we will often like motivate each other to do work so so we'll sit and do work together so it's like a group project which which i'm like responding quite well to because i end up being more productive when there's someone there to like bounce ideas off of and like engage with them engage with what I'm learning rather than just sitting at my desk alone just staring at my notes it's better to interact with people because if you're in check environment yeah I guess um, it's just like that comfort of like having others around you like still keeping that feeling up that you're with your friends you're with people that you still can have a good time with even though it's like through a phone anyone else have anything they want to add yeah, anything yeah. they want to share about tips they have or stuff they've been doing? 
Yeah, I was going to say earlier, um, I think it was, I don't remember, I think it was Teresa who um, like kind of outlined it. I've been making sure to get up, you know, like normal, get dressed and shower. I think it's really good to stick to the routine. I don't want to be like that person saying like, oh, get up on school time, because I definitely don't get up when we get up to school. But just to have like a bit of a routine to your day to kind of make you in the mindset to want to do your schoolwork or whatever, like whatever you're doing, or, you know, to keep yourself a bit productive, like if it's going out for like a walk or a run or doing college or schoolwork or any type of work. But yeah, just like keeping in a routine and trying not to, you know, fall into a slump. It's important it is, to, yeah, really. if you were to have a little diary or a calendar and set out, because I see it's school and for college and all your time is timetabled and it makes it very clear and easy something to stick to. So if you make yourself your own timetable for your day or for your week, it gives you accountability because you know you want to be able to do this task so you can do something that'll be more fun later on in the day. If you stick to your times, you'll have time to do the more fun thing in the evening. Absolutely. And it also gives you that certainty and safety. And that's what routine does. It gives you. So that's why it's really important, actually, because it when the, particularly in times of uncertainty, you want things that are certain. So if you put a routine in place and a timetable then and you stick to it, that gives you that kind of sense of control over your own own activities and that certainty, which is really key to well-being. And I, it's, it's important to, although we are all now stuck inside, to keep to it because it kind of gives you a sense of normality as such. Um, like it's, it's kind of important that, because if everyone's going to be slamming about, like particularly people who are working from home, actually, who are doing schoolwork from home, doing online courses, if they're slamming about, they're not actually going to be learning anything. Like some people are using this time really well. Some people not so yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right, Ollie. And I think there's something about, you know, sometimes, you know, just getting up, making your bed, you've achieved something straight off. You know, just getting up and kind of getting yourself dressed, you've, you've achieved something straight off. You know, just getting up and having a dance in your bathroom for 10 minutes, time it. You know, dancing is everything. You, along with all that singing you were talking about, just a little bit of dancing. For me, that's really important just to be able to kind of, you know, do something. Um, running up and down the spot makes my dog go a bit bonking mad, but, um, you know, that's okay. Um, just something, even if you can't get out of the house, it's around kind of getting a bit of structure to it, setting a timer, getting some of that lovely music that you, whatever your music is, that makes you feel positive and upbeat. And, you know, maybe fake it till you make it. You might not be able to um, feel great just yet, but act as if you do. Get that dance music on and it just might make the difference. Even small acts of a day, anything, you do something small one day, yeah, yeah, you're going to be helping yourself, no matter what, so. Yeah, something you thought at the start might have just been like a distraction you thought might not have worked. Even just as, like, blurring your favourite music about or dancing so crazy next to your window or, like, doing anything that you love, that will definitely help, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we, we do have... start a new craze, couldn't we? A new hashtag. I'm just suggestion. Yeah, you hashtag dance at the window. Just dance to each other. So we do have a couple of calls to action for any decision makers who are listening. Uh, Fu, do you want to say the first one? So to I want them to listen to us and like really observe what we are, what we want, 
and like followers, like try to understand and understand and treat it like adults. I can say not like a children, like your children, you don't know anything. Uh, you you just say, but you can't do anything. Don't think us like that. Think like take us seriously. Like we can do, we can change this society if you can work with us. Uh, Laren, did you want to read the uh, second one? Uh, yeah, uh, we also want you guys to start modernizing the systems because we are the younger generation and we just want to be able to be, have access to the services and understand what's going on. And so if you get Zoom and you can talk to people and like in Libby's case, that people can communicate and we can understand what's going on because we feel kind of lost and kind of out of reach at the moment. Maisie, did you want to say the third one? use apps we use and adapt your practice so that we can feel more comfortable using it and as well as to this very strange time as well and libby do you want to mention the last one just pick up the phone and check in on us we're not the enemy we're not robots we're people at the end of the day that's all that we really want it's just some human interaction yeah brilliant what what kind of services do you think that would be quite good for uh, interacting with young people, Naki? I guess Zoom, what we're doing right now, seems pretty good. Just like any social media that you might have, like message or WhatsApp or FaceTime. Yeah, no, brilliant. Um, so I'd just like to say uh, on behalf of the Youth Voice Pioneers, uh, thank you to Teresa and Miriam for uh, attending our podcast today. Obviously, we know how stretched your time is, um, but we're so grateful you were able to give us uh, 45 minutes of your time uh, to basically help young people uh, all across the country. Yeah, there's, there's nothing Thank more you. important to, for us than this, you know that. Um, and I guess, can I just, uh, for the podcast, just kind of say that, um, yeah, we, uh, those are really, really key points you've made there in terms of making sure that the way in which we're developing our technology, because of course we always are, but it's got to be the technology that you guys are using. So yeah, take that one away, absolutely. Um, and we'll, the personal message about you know picking up the phone, having those conversations, we've, we've got that. What about yeah, you, Mary? I agree. <laughs> well, I, those, I mean, and, and listening to the young person, actually, the voice of the young person, it was something that I was thinking of very much about earlier today about engaging our young people um, particularly our vulnerable young people you know that that's a message we need to be sort of really taking forward is do we need to listen to them and what it is that they want and what will engage with them and having those conversations those are a key yeah brilliant that is amazing i think i'd quite like to the final thank you really goes to everyone who is listening to the podcast everyone who is kind of taking it into account and obviously thank you to my fellow pioneers for all coming together all sparing a couple of hours of your time to help loads of young people across the country and uh, obviously thanks to Naki for co-hosting with me today and finally uh, thanks to everyone who's listened to the podcast and uh, we hope we can make many more in the coming weeks and coming months thank you Ollie yeah. great lovely um, lovely um, thank you so much for the privilege of being part of it it's just great thank you no, thank, thank you. you for your input. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you for your time.